did it. You made it. Welcome back to Fly Penguins Fly, episode 53. I'm your host, Jeff Taylor. I'm just a huge Pittsburgh Penguins fan, so I created this Penguins podcast for you, for me, for Penguins fans, for hockey fans all around the world. Throw me a follow on Instagram, at Fly Penguins Fly, and on Twitter, at Pens Pod. So today's date is Thursday, February 24th, and while I realize that there are some dark events unfolding on the international level, and my heart, of course, goes out to anyone uh, or their family who is affected by the military strikes in Eastern Europe, most specifically in Ukraine, this is a hockey podcast, and I'm going to stick to hockey. Happy to discuss other things with you guys in the DMs or on email, uh, even in person, but tonight... Your, our, my, the Pittsburgh Penguins play host to the New Jersey Devils. This is the second time that the two teams have played one another in the past couple of weeks. And the second time I will attend said matchup in person, which means, yes, I am in Pittsburgh for the first time since the pandemic. I am in the Steel City for not one, but a two-game stint traveling with my wife, Ashley, Hi, Ashley. To take in not only some Penguins hockey, but to enjoy some of the local restaurants, watering holes, and even some live music. As always, if you're around town and you want to meet up before the game, just hit me up at penspod at gmail.com. As for tonight's game, let's just look up and down the lineup a bit, shall we? I'll start with the goaltending because it's goaltending. Tristan Jari continues to play awesome in net. Uh, whatever hiccups you may have seen, we may have seen in the past few games, have been overshadowed by his general excellence between the pipes. Casey DeSmith has been a great story in the last few weeks. We've seen uh, the shutout victory. We've seen some other solid goaltending from him, even in the loss to De- going back to the the loss to Detroit uh, some time ago. Now he was beginning to look sharp. My confidence in him is not fully restored. I'm not totally convinced the Penguins should not be uh, going after a solid backup goaltender, but again, I'm going to leave that to the top brass, and what we've seen from Casey DeSmith lately is good. I think we might be on a path to seeing DeSmith as a reliable backup going into the playoffs, and who knows what he could accomplish, right? Now, let's talk about defense. While Crystal Tang is still accomplishing, I think, incredible things on the ice in every game he sees action in, he's just that high level and athlete. We're most definitely beginning to see those regular giveaways from 58. Most notably, as he attempts to set things up on the power play, uh, a lot of odd man rushes and shorthanded chances against the Pens uh, in recent games, not laying that all on Latang's shoulders. But look, the team in general has just been looking kind of cringy right at the start of that zone entry on the power play. And that's just not going to cut it, especially as the Penguins are scheduled to play a whole slew of powerful divisional rivals in the coming month or two, including a game against the Rangers this weekend. Should be interesting to see the two teams uh, match up this Sunday. Excuse me, this Saturday. Up oh, and there is the goal horn from PPG Paints Arena. Uh, You know what? I'm making this podcast early on Thursday, and we have not gotten the official word who we will see today. 
Uh, since it hasn't been announced just yet, I'm going to predict that we see Casey DeSmith in tonight's game versus the Devils. Seven o'clock puck drop. I think DeSmith has earned, uh, you know, more of a consideration in a game like today, especially when you will see almost definitely Jari go against the Rangers and uh, who I imagine will be Igor Shosturkin in that game. Uh, while I'm on the tip of the decor, whoa, that did not come out right. Uh, but let's talk about John Marino. A few games ago, it was the chatter around Penguinsdom that number six needed to get tougher at the net front in the Penguins zone, challenge opponents, big third and fourth line wingers for some of that net front real estate, make it harder for them to establish themselves in front of the goal uh, on offense, those opponents, that is. I can't say I've poured back over the tape to check in on Marino's progress on this front, because I haven't, but I have noticed Johnny Marr looking a lot more confident, perhaps in the Philly, Toronto, and Carolina games most recently, uh, to be specific. Again, I'm not, I remember this one play that kind of made me go, I think Johnny Marino is back, and it was like, there was a puck drifting across the crease, uh, and Jari was in net. Johnny Marino goes and like kind of waves off the goalie and grabs it, skates it really confidently through the crease in his own zone, makes a couple of slick skating moves to uh, evade the outreached stick of the defender who was chasing him. And just the whole time, I had the sense that Johnny Marino had it covered. And yeah, I, I just think he is, I think he's on a good trajectory. I mean, we've all been sort of saying this, but you know, he, I don't want to say he fell off for a while, but he became a little more invisible. And maybe that's not such a bad thing for a defenseman, right? Now, missing what I'm sure is some highly critical matter about some other defenseman or another, I'm going to move right up into the forwards. And there's no question, the most talked about forward on the Penguins lineup currently is not being spoken of for their heroic on-ice play, but rather for a lack thereof. I really think this guy is a swell type of human, or at least that's how he seems to come across in interviews and whatnot, but Kasperi Kapanen is simply not playing up to the level he needs to if he's going to remain a part of a roster looking to make a Stanley Cup run. This is not a rumor mill here, okay? I'm not making predictions. It's just my honest-to-goodness assessment as a fan and as a fan only. Something's got to give when it comes to Kapanen. Some quirks of his game, uh, not the least of which his tendency to pull up and circle back toward the blue line in almost every situation when he brings the puck into the zone. It just makes him an albatross, in my opinion, to whichever centerman and winger he shares a line with. I'm not here to categorically pan him as a hockey player. Far from it. I think he's magnificently talented, and I really do hope it doesn't take a change of scenery for him to rediscover his swagger and his scoring touch. But I have a sinking feeling that it's going to be poor timing for number 42, who I'm sure will score plenty of goals against the Penguins if he's ever taken on board another NHL team. All right, enough of the bad stuff. How about somebody who just did get reacquainted with the back of the net? Talking about number nine, Evan Rodriguez. Absolutely love this guy as well. And I really think his game has been showing uh, some not reflected on the scoring sheet upsides in the past couple of games. To say nothing of the power play goal, he potted in a 4-3 loss to Carolina on Sunday. After seeing Heinen get a couple goals a few games back, and both 
Chad Ruedel and Dom Simone managing to score goals not so long ago themselves, maybe, just maybe, are these the rumblings of the depth scoring that we so badly need rising from the grave? Because, folks, it's been a minute. To be precise, it's been since January 11th in Anaheim that this has been uh, on the front burner, right, for Penguins fans. Where's the depth scoring? But maybe it's coming back. Now, that night, January 11th, number 71 returned in triumphant fashion, rocketing home a power play goal that hit the back of the net with such force it registered on the recce scale. All right, the wrecking ball no longer works for the organization anymore, but as I've said in the past, the dad jokes must at times flow. The top line barely requires mentioning, for they are, as Bachman Turner Overdrive so famously sings, taking care of business. If anything, recent concerns about how that top line was responsible for too large a share of the goal scoring are enough to remind us that there really are no problems to speak of in the Crosby-Gensel-Rust-Lineville-Berg. Look, I hate, hate, hate saying things like that because it always seems to jinx things. So I didn't say nothing. Boy, oh boy. I am stoked to be back in Pittsburgh for a Penguins game. I'm even picking up my gorgeous new third jersey. You want to know which player I picked? Well, I'll reveal it soon. Or you can come find me in the arena. I'll be easy to spot. I'll be the overexcited, quite tall guy with the beautiful wife wearing a Matt Cullen jersey next to me. Uh, And that's going to wrap things up for me here on the podcast. Throw me a follow on Instagram at FlyPenguinsFly or on Twitter at PensPod. And remember, if you've got a Penguins fan friend who needs to know about this podcast, please tell them about it. The more black and gold in the house, the better. All right, Penguins fans, you can watch tonight's game against the Devils on AT&T SN in the Pittsburgh area, as well as on MSG in the New York, New Jersey region and on ESPN Plus everywhere else. One of my most favorite ways to tune in as listeners of this podcast will know via terrestrial radio or on the web at 105.9. VXFM. Enjoy tonight's game versus the Devils. And of course, (laughs) let's go Pens.